0: Welcome to The Joey Show. Thank God I hear the podcast. Today we have on a very special guest, Mr. Mark Normand, hilarious comedian. Uh, I could give his accolades. I think knowing how algorithms work, the chances are you're probably watching this wondering more who I am. Well, You can figure that out. I'll put some links in the description. But uh, if somehow you don't know, Mark, uh, incredible, one of the best comedians working. His latest special was on Netflix. It's called Soup to Nuts. Great special. Uh, Out to Lunch is a great special he has on YouTube. And also, I mean, he's been doing it for a long time. I remember when I was a few years into comedy, a friend of mine recommended him to me. And was like, this is one of the funnier guys doing it out of New York. Check this out. And I I swear, I think it was so long ago, he burnt me a CD that I played in a car on a a long road trip. So that's how long it's been. So it's great uh, that he could be one of the first guests. Actually, full circle moment for me, the first time I met him... I got a chance to open for him. I just passed at the punchline in San Francisco. When you pass there, you get access to a few clubs. Passing meaning you're allowed to host a weekend. So you get to work with one person for five shows, open the show, do 10 minutes up top, make like 50 bucks a show. Um, And I got offered to work with him in Sacramento and it was the same weekend as one of my really close friends' bachelor party that I already committed to in Vegas uh, and a friend that had more money than me, so it was in a, uh, in like a, they had like a nice room, like a like a penthouse sort of vibe, it sounded awesome, it sounds like it was a great, I missed out on a hell of a bachelor party, but I said no, because I wanted to work with this guy, and I also, you know, had just passed, and I didn't know you were allowed to say no to anything, so it's like, I have to take this opportunity, and I did, and from that first meeting, even all those years ago, you know, I'm sure had had potential the whole time, but objectively looking back, you know, a lot better now than I was then. But always was was so nice, and I I think he had me on a, a Patreon episode of his podcast Tuesdays with Stories with Joe List, and we became friends. I've gotten to open open with him several more times, and now of course living here in New York, someone that I get to see. So it's a great episode. We talk about. It's a very comedy dense episode. We're gonna do a lot of things on this podcast. We're gonna explore stuff that is unrelated to comedy, but with Mark, you know, such a perfect person to dive deep into the comedy game with. We talk about a lot of stuff. There's some some joke writing stuff, some philosophy on how you actually how your brain works in comedy if you if you have control over that, uh, and some some new. Aspects of what it's like to be a comedian in the YouTube dominant world. We'll plug in a rant at the end of this episode, um, and I uh, threw a little sketch in there. But since we got Mark, let's get right to it. Here's the interview with Mark Normand.
1: Comics, hey, you bring five people, I'll put you up. And they're like, I only brought four, and he's like, you piece of shit, you're not going up. Jim Gaffigan's coming in. He might have used you to open. And he just totally lies to younger comics. So he's just a piece of shit. Yeah.
0: Is that is that inherent in any industry where so many people want to do it that you're just going to get like weird leeches that basically exist off of trying to ruin dreams and being a dick to people?
1: Totally. I mean, it starts in every art form, you know, like like the, the Harvey Weinstein's are like, "Oh, I have this, you want this, give me something." Right. So yeah, I think that's I'm sure that's everywhere. Do you think that's going to go away now that we have the internet?
0: Like I feel like there's Maybe. so there there is actually now a legitimate currency in exposing people that have true. power like everyone's looking for a hook for a youtube video
1: true but you always have that sucker born every minute right off the boat some bright eyed pigtailed fat chick who wants a her break and you're gonna get they just keep coming they just yeah. keep showing up so you'll always get you'll get to screw that person once Right, right, like a It's like a flyer guy who goes, hey, we got Dave Chappelle in there. Hey, we got David Letterman. We got Greg Giraldo. We got Richard Pryor. You're like, wow, you got Pryor going on tonight. All right, I'll go to that show. Right. I thought he was dead. And then you get in there and you're like, oh, never again. But they got you once.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And I guess unless you have a big enough name, it's not like a story. Like, we were talking, you know. Not saying who we're
1: talking about, yeah. but no one gives a shit about a low level comedy booker. Like, no one's gonna exactly, be like, oh
0: wow, that's a that's a tale,
1: exactly. Yeah, there was some comic who got in trouble recently. I'm not gonna say who or what he did, but the only saving grace is that he's not established. If he was famous, he'd be ruined. Because is this it would be a story? I think, I, is this a story about at the seller? Yeah, and they've I done don't want touching. Yeah, we don't want to get into it, okay, but yeah, if, if this kid was big. He'd be done if that was Sebastian.
0: But can you get big if that's in your past?
1: Uh, well, that's that's a whole nother... I don't know if the
0: statute of limitations works when you're just talking about, you know... Yeah, go. I don't know what
1: statute means. I
0: pretend to. You, well, you
1: know what the statute of limitations is. I think I do. If I hear it, I can figure it out. But I, if, if you ask me to define it, I couldn't do it. it, it basically, it's a legal principle. It basically
0: means like, oh, your time ran out on that crime. You can't go like... Oh. I don't I, so I don't know how it's applied, but an example would be like we found footage of you shoplifting from twenty years ago. They'd yeah. be like the statute of limitations on that is out. You can't get me for that.
1: Okay, can we I, say the clock is over? The shot clock <laughs> time's <I> mean, <laughs> over. You know the statute of limitations. It's it's such a legal fancy... speak has to be fancy so we respect it. That's true. You ever read, uh, my parents were both lawyers and they quit because they hated it, but you read these uh, affidavits, which is another legal term, and it's just like, I hereby, they do, it's like it's like talking to a trans person. Yeah, it's all, tra- <laughs> it's all they and them and who and hereby, and I'm like, this is like the Middle Ages.
0: So your parents were lawyers, but they quit?
1: Yeah, because you have to defend the guy even if he's guilty. Oh. So that was eating away at their conscience. Oh, I can't live like this. The guy's like, yeah, I did it, but... You and know. they
0: were public public defenders. Public defenders in yes. New Orleans. In New
1: Orleans. So my dad's got a that's seer a busy sucker. that's a busy gig. <laughs> oh yeah, and Southern law. I do declare. You know, yeah. he's got the the damp towelette with the seersucker yeah. and the mint julep and the the mean judge.
0: God damn. Yeah. And so what do they do yeah. after they quit?
1: Uh, my dad went into real estate, and my mom now owns a food museum. Check it out, Southern <laughs> Food and Beverage Museum in New Orleans.
0: Wait, how did that happen?
1: She's a big foodie Sicilian lady, and she likes to whip up a nice dish, and she's obsessed with food, like the origins of soul food, the origins of Creole cooking, and she's written four books, and she just loves food and cooking, and she made a museum.
0: God damn. Do, yeah. Do you like cooking? No. You're not interested in it at
1: all? Did she cook up lovely dishes oh, when you were a kid? Oh, my God. Yeah, all kinds of crazy stuff. Thanksgiving at our house is bananas. Uh-huh. And, you know, crawfish etouffee, seafood gumbo, all this stuff growing up was incredible. So I I, I got the best of uh, is both. Is it
0: still fun going home for those things? Is it like a big to-do, food everywhere,
1: drinking? It's fun, yeah, although my wife is uh, claims to be... Fancies herself a bit of a chef, bitch, uh-huh. and so then uh, now you got the two women uh, going head to head on cooking. Does that cause problems, or is it, or does everyone benefit from great dishes? We benefit, but but my wife is, you know, I think I think women, uh, the wife and the mother of the man you're married to, there always is like a weird tension there. Uh-huh. I think everywhere, and, and and throughout history and generations. So I think the. I think you're like, your your wife's like, I want to impress your mom. Yeah. And your mom's like, hey, this is my turf. So there's a weird women vaginal, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, and they yeah. get along and they're great. I'm not trying to start shit, but, right, right, but- I think that's just normal.
0: That's the hardest thing when you're integrating a relationship. Like, all the girls that I've ever dated have been horrified of my mom. And yes. She's like, five foot
1: nothing. And that's they're like, it. I don't
0: really know. And I'm like, don't worry about her. You know, like, and they're like, no, I have to.
1: Yeah. Well, women are smart and intuitive. So they're not going to beat each other up, but they're, there's all these games playing. It's like right. two magicians. You with, know?
0: A, with a dad, like, it's high stakes because you want the dad to, like, sure. You, but at the same time, it's a dude. It's I'm a like, dude. I'm yeah. like, I know how to, like, get down with a fella. Like, yes. that's not going to be an issue for me. Like, does he like beers? Can we drink beers? We should be
1: fine. If he likes
0: sports, it's over.
1: It's over. It's pretty cut and dry with with dudes, you know. Do you like me? Don't like me? All right, I'll stay back. Can I win you over? With women, it's it's all these mind games, and it's 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 a whole mental. Why do you think that fun. is? I think that's how women operate. Well, because no, they're I, not I, physically violent people, mm, so they oh, gotta go inv- another way.
0: Oh that's interesting so it's it's because that's that's how they rule their jungle. Yeah I mean have you ever it seen It doesn't make sense to just like push each other around it's like all right yes. let's win on it. It's more of a queen's gambit. You're yes. playing chess.
1: You're doing this sort of shit. It's like eating disorders, you know, mean girls. The whole m- plot of mean girls is that. Right. You know, uh, oh, I had a thing. Oh, y- you ever see women like meet up and they go, oh, my God, I love your hair. I love your jacket. That's <laughs> yeah, so cute. Turn and, around that fucking bitch. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And guys go, what's up with that fucking jacket? What is that? And, and and it's meaner, but at least it's up front. And then and then you just defend yourself and it's like, okay, we're good. And we're like, good. Who
0: cares? We can move on. And I'm not saying, well, one is better or worse. I'm just saying they, what I've they seen. Are de- and, of co- and it doesn't apply to everything. Yes, I'm, I'm generalizing. Glad I'm glad that we're past that. I do feel like there was a time in comedy, and maybe it was just me because I came up through the Bay Area, but I would feel like I would try to write something, mm-hmm. but it would always become so long because I would have to be like, I've observed this. <laughs> now, of course, that doesn't mean yes. every woman is yes. this way or every white person is this way right. or every blank is that way because uh-huh. of course we all exist on a spectrum, but in the cases in which it is,
1: Here's why it's funny. I know. And it's all such horseshit because you have to do all these caveats, not saying they're all, I'm generalizing, but but then, you know, people get mad at you, then they'll be like, men are all toxic. And you're like, boy, how come you can do it? (laughs) Yeah. You just did it about toxic masculinity. How come
0: you get the economy of words? You got a tight little thing right there. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Love a tight little thing. Uh,
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do think that's kind of ended, though. Like, I mean, obviously, it goes in, maybe it goes in cycles, but like, the show last night, I think you had to to pop to another spot, but tell came in and just oh, destroyed, I mean, the king destroyed, of course. Not, not surprised, but so good. saying shit that like most people, people come up to you when you're a comedian and they're like, man, you can't say anything anymore. And it's like, actually go to a show. Yeah, yeah. you said everything. And yes. It was awesome. There was and a everyone stint. Everyone loved it.
1: There was a stint a year and a half, two years of like, Oh some lady in a mask going at you from the audience and you're like, Whoa, where's this coming from? I I did a joke about it. I said something about hookers and a woman's like you're promoting sex trafficking and I was like the leap you just took to get there like I know you want to have your moment your your moment in the sun right now by being a hero activist but you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm talking about hookers, right? You know, and you're you're on the sex trafficking. What what about female empowerment? I thought they were sex workers, you know. So that's what's the thing what is, is there's
0: so much. I think what changed it is there's so much infighting in the group yes! that if you want to be like that sex trafficking, there's someone to be like, oh, I'm sorry, are you are, are you not sex positive? Totally, do you not believe in sex work. Exactly. And then now you're back to being like so the whores. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now they're backpedaling, and, yeah.
1: and you're right. So and you're right. I think we've gone past it. I think it helped comedy in a lot of ways. It made comedy way more popular because people want to hear crazy shit. Uh, you'll get a little backlash, but overall, I think it helped comedy in some ways. Yeah, but I'm not going to forget all the people who who went down that road. Right. So yes, it is changing. Yes, we are coming out of it. But I I got the whole list up here. That's baby. good. That's I'm like good. Buscemi with yeah. the <laughs> lipstick. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 No, I think that's. I think the new backlash for comedy is actually people being popular. Like, I feel like the new thing is, <laughs> yeah. we discussed this a little bit, I don't know if we, you want to talk about it too much, but there is an interesting subset of YouTube now, which is not popular podcasters talking to other comedians. It's people talking about people's Wild. podcasts and Wild. turning them into like narratives and like takedown videos yes. and getting
1: numbers that most yes. of us
0: would kill to
1: have. Great numbers. I, I watch a lot of them. Here, I have a couple theories on this, and we did discuss this, mm-hmm. and it was a great conversation. I almost texted you the other day, like, that was killer. Yeah. It was just me and you at, like, 2 in the morning talking at the cellar. It's great. Um, there's so many of these videos... I got so many thoughts on these videos because these people are putting hours of editing time. They have to go back, find the podcast, put it in, splice that, edit that, put that in a side-by-side, then go back to doing a voiceover, then cut all this shit with music. They make it dramatic like it's a fucking murder doc. Yeah, and they're thumbnail all, game through the roof. Yes, Burt Kreischer's cringe, <laughs> Tom Segura's lost it in all these videos. <laughs> but I think the reason they do it is because comedy is huge right now. Theo has Tucker Carlson on, or Dana White. These are giant guests. You're not going to get a conversation out of Tucker Carlson on Jimmy Fallon. So that interview's over. No one's watching that. But Theo Vaughn is doing it, and no one's covering it. There's no Extra. There's no E.T. There's no Access Hollywood Extra. There's none of that for comedians, so they're cornering the market. And, yeah, it's such a big lightning rod now. People are doing arenas. Yes. People are,
0: again, getting these huge guests, doing all these numbers, and the way the YouTube algorithm works is it says oh, you liked this? This is similar. Right. It's kind of like, oh, you liked this podcast? What did you hate about it? Yeah. And it puts you into the same thing. Totally. And so there's a huge financial incentive to do it. And to your point, I think also a lot of people kind of, you're familiar with all these characters. Yes. You know what's going on in the world, but who who really has time to listen to you know, a hundred different podcasts, says a guy launching a new podcast. But still, it's like people want to know what's going on without knowing all of it. And it's a little bit more interesting when you put it into that narrative format of like, this person, they all are like, these people are losing their fucking minds. And they're not wrong. I know. (laughs) like Most people are.
1: And I watch a lot of them, but you're right. It's like, you talk about Joe Rogan, obviously very popular. You put him in a video, Joe Rogan confronts Bobby Lee. And so you're like, now you have... Confronting, which is like attacking. Now you have Joe Rogan, you have Bobby Lee, you have all this this big gumbo of popular shit, and it, it grabs the eye. Then you get a thumbnail where you're like, w-? <laughs> you know, <laughs>
0: and it's insane that it's getting like you who knows both people, yeah, like, a comedian who actually knows both human beings. Yeah, be like holy shit, what happened? And then you watch it and you're like, okay, that was overblown. That was a fair point. That right. wasn't like all this shit. Sure. But now once I've clicked on a few. It serves them to me all the time. Same, and it's hard to not watch them. But I do feel like it's damaging for your mental health. To oh watch yeah. Them. Well, you know, I, I hate- mean, it's interesting, but it's also if it's if you're if you're paying attention to your industry, but only looking at like the negative aspects yeah. of certain people, and then you're walking around like, what's the fucking point? Right.
1: <laughs> and it's clicky. It's all just clicky. Yeah. It's like, oh wait, what happened to Tom Segura? Who do you yell at? I kind of want to hear this. And but then you watch. Twelve minutes and waste twelve minutes of your life, and you're like, like eh. I, I, I got a, like a, a nugget of information out of that that I could have just, I could have just texted Tom, but I, right. you know,
0: it's like information porn. It's like yes. you're left yes. feeling
1: empty. It's never is enough. You
0: can get me. There's yes. a dopamine hit. That's like, oh, what's in here? Ooh, right. I want to
1: see it. Well, it's more because porn you actually nut. This that's is more true. like information and gossip strippers. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, that's enticing and <laughs> yeah. looks great, but uh, now I got to go home and rub one out. But that's the sad thing is, like, these guys, you know, doing doing whatever they want to do. They're making a living off of it, making good money. Good for them. More power to you. It's a free country. But it is so gay. It's so real housewife and, like, ooh, I'm Andy Cohen. At least Andy Cohen is getting paid, and he's on TV, you know, in a suit, talking to all these dumb reality stars on uh, top deck or top shelf, whatever the fuck, upper deck. Yeah. What's it called? The bone. below deck. Below deck. Yes. Upper deck is where you shit in the top in, in, of the, in the tank. Top,
0: which is a move.
1: Yes. That's a show I want to see. That, upper deck.
0: And that would make a great thumbnail. Burt
1: Kreischer <laughs> upper decks Tom Segura's Tour Bus. Yes. <laughs> but but it's so like, hey, we're we're gossiping and we're drama queens and we're talking about we're covering it's like uh Perez Hilton. Yeah. At some point. So I'm like, come on. It is, and and that's
0: the space that it's filling. And it is, it's objectively, it's a lower form of art to create and consume. But to your point, I like if I'm watching it, it's clearly good enough. That's true, and I watch it too. And they and there are people who enjoy watching podcasts. Yeah. And have somehow found a way to make a living off of just watching podcasts. That would have been an insane thing to Tell you was going to happen, like even five years ago. Oh, completely. I feel, completely, like. I feel completely. like this year is it's when like it all center. started.
1: Yeah, it feels like it. they've they've always had them, like the Sunny V two guy. Oh, he's huge, and but, I watched those
0: because I don't know like the YouTube world, and so it'll be like the downfall of. Yeah, like, that's how I learned about like Fuzi, and then right. he went on this whole thing, and I was kind of glad I was clued
1: into it. <laughs> yeah, he's good. He's very like fact based. Yeah, the other ones they get a little too opinionated. And a little too, I'm in my mom's basement and I'm bitter. I
0: think that's the key is like if they if they put their thumb too much on the yes. scale and they say like shitty things, I kinda have to turn it off. Same. But when they when they play it fair and at the end of it you're like, I respect that man's logic. Yes. Then I feel like I can I can accept it.
1: Completely agree. So keep doing your thing, guys or gals, but yeah, uh Let's keep it less biased, you know. Yeah,
0: I think that's I think that's it. I, I wonder if, like you said, it's always happened, and I don't know this man, so I don't want to like go into a whole thing about it. But I can't help but feel like this is a cottage industry that is kind of based off of what happened to shop and his Fucking career, Schaub. and like Reddit taking off. Yeah, and then it turned into this like con- like people realized that comedy TMZ was a thing. And turned this man's life into like their own narrative
1: format. See, right now there's some nerd going. Hold on, he said, shop What's the time code? Let yeah, me write know, that down. I so know. they're already doing Thankfully, it. They this can't will get help it. Like
0: twenty five, you know.
1: <laughs> well, know. you never know. Twenty three of those views are gonna be from yeah. YouTuber guys. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know, but it's it's hard to like you know you you want to just it's it's hard because there are topics that you want to avoid for a lot of reasons but then it's like what else are we talking about i like, know we'll just... i know
1: and it's funny too because they'll be like uh, uh andrew santino sold out and now he's doing this this and this meundies.com uh yeah. follow my patreon yeah. and you're like we're all guilty of it so look these guys think they're above comics or, or whatever or think they're calling out comics for being um inconsistent, but they have their inconsistencies too, and then eventually somebody will make a YouTube video about the YouTubers, right, right. and it'll just keep going and going and going. It's so, like,
0: did you ever see Bo Burnham's special? Inside? Inside. Yeah, that was he great. He had one where it's basically, it's the reaction to the reaction to the reaction uh, <laughs> to the reaction, funny. and it's like, that's literally what's happening.
1: He's so smart, yeah, he's great. But He's unbelievable. He's a brilliant guy, but yeah, the shop thing is tough because you're like, well, here's what I want to ask the YouTuber guys. Do they love comedy or do they hate comedy? Because I think they love it. I think they love it in a way where they're like, I love it so much, it's almost like a comic book nerd who's like, I fucking love Iron Man. Did you see the movie? Fuck that movie. And I'm like, right. well, you love Iron Man. Why'd you hate the movie? Because they got one thing wrong in the, in the in the plot or the origin. Well, but I'm a sports fan. Yes. And I think what we're now just
0: seeing is everyone's empowered to add commentary publicly, but it's like, I'm a sports fan. I'm a Niners fan. I don't know when this will come out, but they're on their way to being in the Super Bowl. And I like pull up one of the posts and it's just negativity. Just people like shitting on Brock Purdy because they're, he's not even good. He just took a team to the Super Bowl. And it's like, it's to your point, if you're a fan of something, and you've invested so much time into it, you want to have an opinion. And the most interesting opinions aren't usually like that was great. <laughs> That's like, true. Like in fact, Bo Burnham special,
1: unbelievable. And both of us were like, unbelievable, great. Moving on. Next, yeah. what are we going to say about that? Well, Sit here and like stroke it. But this is why I critique my wife. I'm like, it's because I love you. <laughs> no, but you're right. You're if right. If I
0: stop coaching you hard, it means I don't care. That's what the coaches <laughs> yes. would always say. Yes, to yes me. exactly. <laughs>
1: So right now they're talking, They're gonna watch this, and I, I I'm nervous they're gonna make a mean video about me or us or this pod. Yeah, but yeah, you know was, you gotta just people are
0: going to hate you if like if it it does make sense to me because I spend more time thinking about it than I should. But I think it's it's an it's an odd concept because people get into stand up because obviously they like being liked that's what you do on stage you're making people laugh that's what you want to happen and then you finally get success and everyone's like you fucking suck and you're like if you're a good comedian you're like i know most of the ways in which i suck i (laughs) assure you of course um but uh but
1: it's the internet's way they're allowed to do it we're allowed to shit on them they're allowed to shit on us and a lot of comments are like fucking take their youtube down i don't agree with that no you know just just Know that you have feelings, I have feelings, and uh, you got to take your lumps, or you can just not look at it. If you want a million
0: people to watch something yes. that you
1: made, it is unrealistic
0: to assume right. that some of them aren't going to despise you. Of course, Just of as course. a matter of human chemistry. Like, I walk around with this haircut, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I know that there are people who just see me, and they're like, fuck that guy. Right, right. And that's okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's okay, and it's it's, it's inevitable. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Yeah. So keep making your shit, but let me ask you, the Chiefs, going to the Super Bowl, yep. probably. Yep. Well, Nick, they're in the Super Bowl. Oh, they're in the it's Super
0: Niners-Chiefs at the time of this recording. Game has not happened, but it is set.
1: And it's in two weeks? It is a week from Sunday. A week from Sunday, okay. So about a week and a half. Uh, do you think the CIA set the whole thing up? What do you mean? Why? Well, this Taylor—I'm so no conspiracy queef, but do you think uh, the Taylor Swift train is full speed ahead on the tracks? Choo-choo! They got the Kelsey hookup. Now they're dating. Now they're going to the Super Bowl. She's gonna do something big. Maybe he'll propose. Maybe she'll say, "I'm voting for RFK Jr." Who? Something's gonna happen. And we just—that's when we bomb Iran. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, basically.
0: I mean, look, no. Like, first of all, who is Taylor Swift supposed to fuck? Because any time she's with anybody, people lose their minds. mm -hmm. It makes sense to me that she would want to fuck Travis Kelsey. The fact that he would want to fuck her is a little more interesting. He's always stricken me as a guy to be more interested in a perhaps a fuller and a perhaps a. Say a tanner. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Well, he Physique. likes a curvy black chick. Yeah, exactly. And uh, oh, I don't shoot. even know if Taylor has that as a backup dancer.
1: <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> but and she likes a twinky skinny guy like me. Yeah,
0: but they're both like. You know, may, yeah, maybe. Yeah, a nice arc
1: for you. I'll ruin your life. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll break your heart yeah. very easily.
0: Uh, the Chiefs are too good of. a, I mean, they've been to the I Super know. Bowl all these years, and it's Kansas City. I think the most interesting thing about it is watching how much it has, like, melted people's brains. Sure, like, sure. Like, people are so... Like, so many people are like, I'm not even fucking watching this game. I'm sick of Taylor Swift. I'm sick of Brock Purdy. It's like, okay, well, then, did you ever like football? Like, what did yeah. you expect?
1: good point. I completely agree. Like, I get it. They're cutting to her every other play, but it's I'm like... It's not even that Who bad. cares?
0: Well, And then she also... She did Joe Coy So Dirty when he made that kind of innocuous oh, joke about her, yeah. and she bitch-faced him, and then it... Then they all turned on him. Now, granted, it's the same thing. Turned on him, canceled selling out arenas. Yeah. You
1: know, increased exposure, but... I, I do think she is... Uh, I think she is void of humor. Because she... Go go YouTube this. She's on Ellen a bunch, like when she was starting to really blow up. And Ellen is being... Look, Ellen's got her thing. We all know that. Yep. But you are what you eat, cunt. Yeah. <laughs> but she's... Um, She's being mean and and pokey, as every late-night host does or host does, and she's just not even getting it. Like, she's like, what do you mean? What? I don't understand. Oh, oh, wait, what? And I'm like, wow, you don't even get what she's trying to do here. You're that out to lunch. She doesn't seem real. Like, I don't understand, like... The music
0: I do understand. I've listened to it. Like she's not my favorite of all time, but like I I threw on her latest album. I was like, great. Oh, really? I mean, dude, it's solid stuff. Okay. You know, I was like, I was like at the gym, like lifting to it. I was like, I don't. There's some irony to this that feels good. I don't know, (laughs) but it's good music. It's plenty fine. But like when I just see her as a person, that's when like, here here's what I would say: the CIA has nothing to do with the Kansas City Chiefs being good or going to the Super Bowl. Is Taylor Swift a CIA
1: plant? That's that's really what I'm talking about.
0: She herself, as a human being, might have been co-op.
1: Oh, I thought maybe. She might be the next Jeffrey Epstein. (laughs) She does have a lot of young girls on board. (laughs) But I think they put her with him because they knew the team was going far. Mm. And then he likes it because he's like, there's a whole. Now his podcast is popular. Exactly. And he told his agent or his publicist or whatever 10 years ago, you ever heard this story? He was no. pointing at a billboard of The Rock. This is 10, 12 years ago. And mm-hmm. he's like, I want to be that. I want to be that famous. And the publicist was like, You got it. Just give me a few years and we'll make it happen. God and then here damn. we are. Da, the, da, 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 the, da.
0: My one question is why would you want to be that famous? Like I don't know. Winning a bunch of Super Bowls and then like.
1: Just like having...
0: Super Bowls in a podcast should be plenty.
1: Yeah. You have
0: to be the rock. Like, it doesn't look fun to be no. the
1: rock. No. well, everybody wants to be famine. Look at everybody's jumping in the middle of traffic and planking and all the chugging licking toilet seats just to get clicks. Yeah, that is true. I mean,
0: I've dedicated the last decade of my life to tra- But it is different when skill. you're like I have a thing that yes. I want to do. Yes, yeah. no, no,
1: this is totally different than than just like There's
0: there it is totally different, but there but like he's got a skill like football that's true but he's trying to parlay it into another thing yeah i agree with you the football should be enough yeah but it does end which makes it like a lot of them are like trying to figure out what happens after it ends and how do you keep relevance and i mean i don't know you have enough money you can make anything happen but to want to be a
1: movie star
0: i just it doesn't seem that fun
1: no movie star is brutal we are so lucky we get to be comedians like I was watching uh, Golden Globes, and the uh, Oscars are coming up, then the Spirit Awards, and then the Horseshit Awards, and Bradley Cooper is at all of them. And I'm like, he has to go to that. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. We don't
0: have to do that. Yeah, that sounds horrible, although it would be fun to go to that as Bradley Cooper. I guess, yeah. I mean, if you walk in and everyone's just... I I don't know. I I really don't know how I feel about this, because on the one hand... If you walk in and everyone thinks you're the man and you're getting everything, that's kind of a cool feeling. Yeah. But on the other hand, what if you're having like an off day? Of course. What if you're like I feel kind of weird. This is like fishbowly. Like yes. I don't like this.
1: That, any obligation. Like I saw Larry David. He's Curb is coming out. He's like my hero. And he uh some interviewer was like, "Larry, what are you wearing? You're on the red carpet." And he goes, "I'm kind of I'm kind of sick of interviewing. I am out. I I'm, I'm like pooped." And he was like, "Sorry, I got nothing left." And he just walked away and I was like, that's a comedian. Dude, he's the fucking greatest. He's the greatest and it's also why the show is still on the air cuz it's just him. Just let him go. Yeah, enough with the committee. This is the last season, I believe. Yeah. I was listening to an interview with him.
0: I love when he has to come out and make the rounds cuz I, I know he doesn't like it, but all of it's like precious to me. You've saying. Cuz he's just so himself. Yes. Like it's just I don't
1: like this. That's okay. Why would I do that? Yeah, did did you see the meme some girl wrote? Taylor Swift, the reason all these women like her is cuz she's speaking to our soul. She's saying exactly what we're thinking. Do men have someone like that? And everyone put Larry, Larry David, David. Everyone put Larry David or Norm Macdonald. Those were the two.
0: That's that's basically it. Yeah. It's just no bullshit. Like I think so many people would have t- Curb is a great example of a show that if you took any input it wouldn't work. Cuz they would yes. be like, "Don't they would be like, don't uh, don't don't do scenes at your country club. That's not relatable. Right. What what is it? You're just being famous and like going to your country club. And he's like, "That's what I do."
1: So true. Yeah. Can we make your wife Asian this season? You're like, "Well, she's been." What are you talking about? Uh, let's go Asian. He's like, "No, that would be weird. That would change the whole show." He said uh,
0: the f- i the podcast he was on Bill Simmons like a sports pod that that I listened to. I saw that. Yeah. He one of the questions that he asked him that I thought was super interesting is he was like. Did you ever have to take notes? Uh-huh. And he basically said the first Seinfeld meeting they went to, they went into some, you know, NBC producer and he gave them all these notes. And Larry basically turned to Jerry and was like, I, I'm out. Like, I Whoa. can't do this. And they hadn't even been on air yet. Whoa. And then they just stopped giving them notes for like several years. Then it got successful. And then they tried to do it one more time. And he said, I just know. And they just let it. They just let it go. He yeah. just said no, and that was it. And that's why the show's good. It would have sucked.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it did have its rocky start, obviously, but they figured it out. And you can't really do that with TV now. No, you, know, you can't figure it out. It's like a comedy act. You got to find your voice and find the jokes and try the bad ones to get there. Well, there's so going. many shows now. It's just like it's not it. Keep yeah. it moving. Keep it moving until totally. something sticks. And they're so scared of risk.
0: Do you? So it's a like I know Seinfeld is one of your main influences. Oh yeah. Um, but we're in a very new era of comedy. It's, like, podcasting, putting out a YouTube special immediately and, like, year over year. Clips. Um do you, do you wish it was still sitcom days? And would your goal still be to have a sitcom? Or do you not give a shit about that?
1: That's a great question there. Uh, I think my agent told me, he's like, man, if this was 1996, all your friends would have sitcoms. Like, Chris D., Sam, yeah. all these guys. And... Uh, Soda, you know, but I was like, oh, yeah, that is kind of nice. But now that it, those days are over, I'm kind of glad because I would I don't think I'd want a sitcom. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's a lot of work. You can't be. I hate acting. I hate memorizing lines. I want to be myself like a Tosh.0 point zero. Would be way more up my anal because that's you get to be you, you get to be a little darker. Um, even that telling feels jokes, like
0: somehow all of a sudden, antiquated. Like,
1: that's true. how would you do
0: that? Like, he just he now does a podcast
1: and it's a killer pod. And it's so,
0: did you see his open letter to Aaron Rodgers?
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, that was my funny. I it was, that was so funny. good. He's such a natural, you know? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, so I don't know. I would, I would, I'm, um, I would want to do see, I'm such a lazy queef. I would want to do like voiceover for. Family Guy, and then just go to their studio, knock it out, get your paycheck, be on a TV show, be funny, and then go back to my life.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes
1: sense. The sitcom consumes you. Like, it takes you, you gotta write it, you gotta cast it, you gotta be in it, and then you gotta promote it, and it's just...
0: It's a whole thing, and for something that people don't really even seem to value as much anymore. Like, the last comic to do a traditional sitcom, would that be Gerard? Oh, I guess so. He did Jeez. that. He, he was like I'm going to do like the CBS like re- like sitcom multi-cam live audience show.
1: I guess you're right. Yeah, and that that was actually pretty good and I think he cut it. He ended it, but
0: yeah, I mean I I yeah, cuz probably it's too much and you know, he needs to like uh a curb make would be art fun. house films about yeah. like a leaf falling and <laughs> being gay
1: with his mom. Yeah, he's got to keep coming <laughs> out. It. It's the only chance he's got. <laughs> uh but yeah no you're right I don't know that's a that's a good question so my agent's always like what's the next thing you know you can't do stand-up forever and I'm like well I hope to and he's like I know but you don't want to be doing the funny bone when you're 65 and I'm like I guess you're right but I don't know what he's like what's the passion what's the drive so me and Sam are writing a movie that's something that's awesome We'll see how that goes, right? But yeah, I guess uh, I should
0: wait till I know if it's good. Yeah, <laughs> <the> yeah. <idea. laughs>
1: but yeah, I don't know. That's a great question because uh, what would you want to do? Do you have a thing where you're like, this is if my passion project? If I got a zillion dollars and the green light, what would you make?
0: It's. It, I, I'm kind of the same as you. Like if they asked me that, I would be like, great question. Let me think about it for a little bit because it's it's kind of the old Mitch Hedberg joke. It's yes, like you. I'm going to butcher it, but it's like, you get. I don't think he's doing it anymore, so we can give it a (laughs) shot. It's like, you you come to, you know, you're like a chef, and you get to Hollywood, and you're like, great, you're a cook, can you, I don't know. Can you farm? Can you farm? Yeah, something like that. Whatever the point is, it's like, yeah, I don't know, I got into comedy to do comedy, and I think there's a lot of other things you learn how to do in the pursuit of that. Like, podcasting is interesting, and it's comedy adjacent. You get to talk to people in a longer format than you would at a club. You get to... Be funny. I want to try different things with this, like sketch things, little vignettes. I wrote like a silly song for the first one oh, that I did. Like, oh, cool. Just like try different creative things. But in terms of anything the way that I think about it, it's
1: to try and feed back into the doing of stand-up, Same. which is what we are. I know, I know. Even Seinfeld, like like comedians and cars, as weird of a show idea as that is, comedians and cars and coffee, getting coffee, that seems like a cool, fun thing you're hanging out with comics you're drinking coffee you're driving your cars you bought that was cool yeah but that's very minimal there's no acting there's no writing there's no lines But that's and kind of it's a podcast it's,
0: it's it, it is but it's kind of the right idea it's actually i would say it's almost ahead of its time because podcasts are like complexifying themselves as everyone's competing for space and sure. youtube Area. I mean, you look at flagrant is like a fucking daytime talk show, show when you yeah. look at, at, at the set and all that. And so I think Seinfeld, that's kind of what people are going to do. It's like mm. it can be a really niche, unique, weird concept. But if it finds its zone on the Internet, that's literally all you need. That's probably more impactful than him being in a movie right now.
1: Yeah. Like, because people
0: watch an episode every week. It's the things he actually likes. He likes cars. He likes coffee. It's all these little cross sections. Right, right. that's true. We should get into like ASMR. I don't know. (laughs) Get really weird into shit. But like, I don't know. I think talking and being myself is. Your brain can only work in a certain way. Like, I don't know if I have, if I speak through characters or like
1: narrative structure the way that some
0: people do. So, like,
1: like Gillis, though, has the Gillian Keeves, and uh, I couldn't do that. Yeah. I couldn't do that. Like, sketches and then going out there and acting them. I could probably be in one and be a hobo or something, but to sit there and write it, then produce it and act it and film it and edit it, I couldn't do it. But he, he likes sketch and. Great. There you go. It would have been so good on us. I now. know. He'll be back on I mean, there at actually, some point. I mean,
0: he's literally better off. I, I I know he hates that. I'm not saying that. But like he is more creatively empowered sure. not being within the structure of that show. And 100%. that's what led to Gillian Keeves, which was a huge turning point
1: but um, and now he's the bud light guy so he's, doing, yeah, just he's fine. doing just fine Here they went from trans to trans fat yeah that's, that's my dumb uh, bud light shane Gillis joke yeah
0: i'll add i'll add a laugh track to that. <laughs> <laughs> um th- that is actually another question that i that i had for you because i think it's very related like comedy like your, i feel like your brain can only work in a certain way like you have a very distinct stand-up style it's, oh really you're well you know that you have ah. a, your jokes per minute okay. is much higher than the average special i haven't run the numbers but i'm sure we could add metrics here i'll take I it i mean you rifle through like premises that i mean i when i watched your your netflix special you would like set something up deliver a perfect punch move it on 45 seconds and i'm like if I had thought of that premise, I would be sitting there for like four minutes. Yeah, yeah
1: well, you might be better. That might be a better. move. It might move.
0: be easier. But like, do you think that you develop that, or do you think that your brain, like more or less, only has the way that you're going to do stand up?
1: Uh, oh, that's another good good one there, haircut. Uh, I think <laughs> I think you got to do what you do. Like I've had people, like a lot of Boston comics, can really milk a bit, like you're saying. I've had Joe List be like, "There's a lot more meat on that bone. You're you're yeah. really leaving it, uh, leaving more on the table there." And I'm like, "I don't know. I almost look at a joke like a fist fight. Like I I got in there, I knocked the guy out. I'm getting out of there. Yeah. I, I don't want to just come on. Let's go again. Get up, pussy. <laughs> I, 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 I want to get in, get out. And I got a big laugh. I made my point. I wrapped it up nicely with a bow on it. So it's it's fear. It's fear of like, okay, well, I got a good laugh on this premise. This joke." So, if I add new stuff to it, that might not work and that might actually get less laughs. Right. So, it's fear of that. And then it's just, I like rapid fire because, again, probably fear again. Uh, I'm so worried about boring them. And stand up is, on paper, is pretty boring. It's a guy or a girl standing on stage talking. Yeah. There's some movement here and there, but you're really just it's painting like a picture. It's class. It's class. It's a yeah. TED talk with jokes or punchlines. So. I'm all about quick, quick, just don't let them get bored. And when I started, I got heckled a lot. I think I'm very mm. non-threatening. I'm a queef, I'm a twink, I'm a dweeb. So I'd go up there and be like, shut up, bitch, or keep moving, homo, or whatever. So I'm like, let me have so many punchlines, they can't get in there.
0: Did you start in New York?
1: I started in New Orleans, but like okay. I did like eight months or something. Because there's
0: not really like, there's not even like a staple club down to my knowledge. No,
1: no club, no nothing. That seems
0: like a crazy miss
1: they open and close it's just not a comedy yeah. town people go there for a bachelor party or mardi gras or jazz <laughs> yeah. Fest. they want to party they want to dance they don't want to listen to our thoughts on that is good cereal. you don't want a
0: bachelor party uh but so so new york was where you moved from there yeah i do i i do feel like that is a new york style like i you know have been doing it for 10 years we like you know you know i came up A bunch of places. I don't have to get into all of it. But it was California, generally. San Diego, San Francisco, all that. And I feel like I approach a joke where, like, I'll be walking around and I'll have a thought that I think is, like, relatively interesting or philosophical, Mm -hmm. and then I would just – I kind of, like, learned how to make it interesting enough and, like, sell it on stage enough that it would kind of work. And then later was like, oh, this shit sucks. I need to, like, make it a joke. (laughs) But even still, the way that I write is from this desire to express, like – I think I've had, like, a minor epiphany. Yeah. And then now I just have a higher, like, process for what I allow to get out, and I, like, know what'll make it funnier. I think that's completely normal. It's funny. It's just a totally different way of approaching it. Like, you're like, I'm in a fucking knife fight. I gotta get this out. And I'm like, ooh, what if I can say something kind of interesting and, like
1: find a way to make it funny. I think that's a great approach. Mike Birbiglia said, don't write what's funny, write what's interesting and make it funny. Right. Because now you're getting funny and you're getting the brains of the audience to be like, ooh, they're stimulated. And right. I think that's good.
0: And it doesn't really matter how you started, because at the end of it, you're going to have to figure out how to do both or you'll yes. suck. Yes. Yes, like, exactly. You're going to have to figure out how to make the mathy equations yes. interesting emotionally. Right. Or whatever your thoughts are, you're going to have to add
1: the formula to some extent. The problem is, a lot of people take your approach and never get to the funny part they just right. ride off of that interest they're like i was molested and yeah. then it just fizzles out with no yeah. laugh and you're like i get it you were molested you're being open and vulnerable and real but that's called a comedy club right you got to make the the hahas come out
0: you have to be met with a certain amount of resistance or you won't build the muscle it's literally like like lifting like it you is have to have completely you build the muscle by resistance and so there's I mean, there's so many moments where I've like gotten off stage and been like, what the fuck am I doing? Like,
1: I'm so bad. Like, yeah. Something's wrong with me. Right.
0: But that's what drives you to actually write.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to do it. For me, it's think of a funny thing. Try it on stage. It bombs. Rewrite it. Try it again. It does a little better, than it, but it's still bombing. And that fear and that pain of the humiliation of bombing will motivate me to write. Yeah,
0: yeah, but you, but you have to have the right amount of it, because some people are so afraid that they don't try new things.
1: Yeah, there is that. Which is, and it,
0: I, I, this is a very comedy-heavy podcast, you know, episode that we're doing, but yeah, I think that's yeah. true for pretty much everything. Like, yeah. If you're not willing to eat shit on things, and I, it, I have known that, and I've like done stand-up and failed and kept going and moved on, but I have to like remind myself of that every day because you get comfortable and you're like, Oh, I don't want to try that. People are going to hate it. People are going to hate me. I shouldn't do anything.
1: Got to do it. Yeah. That's why I think comedy is such a cool life is because, you know, they always say do something every day that scares you. Well, a new bit scares the shit out of me or a new room or a special or a taping or whatever. That's all terrifying. I did the beacon. I was terrified, but you do it.
0: It's, I feel like I live in a constant state of, wanting to do something so that i can finally feel relaxed and then moving on to the next thing where i'm horrified again yeah that's, like that's always life. anxiety like you just did the beacon i bet like two days before you're like oh fuck of this course. Is gonna be crazy then you do it you finish the saturday show you're like holy shit i did it i don't know. i assume go out have some drinks celebrate that yep, night yep now i can finally relax you wake up two days later well, you wake up, and then you the, two days later, you have anxiety about a new joke that you're going to exactly. do. Because I just did all that shit. I really need to do the next
1: thing. And just think how much more stimulating and interesting. I'm not trying to say comics are cool, and we have a great, we have it better than everyone else. It's horrible too. You know, we bomb and eat shit, and we're poor for years. But think about some guy who works in accounting or works at fucking IKEA. Yeah, you know, every day he wakes up, goes to IKEA gets a paycheck, maybe goes to the gym, maybe gets laid. You know, that's kind of your just general, hey, the Super Bowl's here, cool, Christmas, cool. But you're kind of just this general malaise, and stability is great, and that's how people want to live their lives, but I just couldn't do it. Well,
0: I know because I've kind of done both. Like, for the whole time I was coming up, I've had day jobs, and so I still had this exciting thing with stand-up, and I would – I remember my first job, I had to, like, dress nice, so I would put, like – a back a hat that I would wear backwards yeah. because of my like long hair phase and like a cool shirt and I would go to a mic every night after the job. Oh yeah. Put it all in my backpack, but I also got the experience of doing something that I didn't like. Some people a lot of people have fulfilling jobs, but they're all stressful, but doing something I didn't like, feeling beaten to death all day with an anxiety I didn't even want. Oh yeah. And it is it's it's what you said you really look forward to. I was like I can't wait for my team to be in the playoffs or something, to, which I still love. But at the time, it was like lifeblood. I, was yeah. like I needed something else to care about because yes. I hated what the fuck I was doing all
1: the Completely. time. Completely. I, I think a lot of people have kids for that reason. <laughs> you know, there's like <laughs> yeah. something to do and it's something interesting and it's, you know, it's a beautiful thing and it's amazing and it's your child and you love it. So that's great. I, I just think uh, a lot of people found, some people found their thing and have kids.
0: I think also having kids is probably very similar to the experience that we're describing because it's like you wake up with anxiety. You're just hoping <laughs> to get your kid to the next thing. Yeah. They do it. You're so proud. Right. You're so happy for them. You're willing to lose sleep over it. Sure, it's, sure. It's, I think it's we understand it through stand-up, but I think there's a lot of ways to experience uh, this This sort of whatever this like life force is uh that requires anxiety to like <laughs> feel yes. alive. Yes, yeah. Well we're we're fucked up. It's a preference. We try thing. to avoid it. Because it's that like, too. I can't wait to be done. Yes, I'll finally yes. be able to relax. But then you go a few days without anything, and then the anxiety comes from a different level. Then it's yeah. like, I'm not doing enough. What should I be doing? I yes. feel like oh, lost, that's the worst and my brain is a fog, and I'm like, yeah. you I- do need purpose. For the
1: record, uh, now I'm just thinking about all the YouTube guys who are going to make a video about this. <laughs> we're, we're not saying stand-up is as cool as having a kid and giving birth to someone. We're not saying that. just saying like it's a preference thing we found a thing we love and are excited about and it's a compulsion. You almost yeah. have to get up there versus other people might not have found it and it's, it's devastating. It's so lucky to find your thing. That's really a true this is how gift.
0: I, this is how I know we're in the new uh, like cancellation era because instead <laughs> of qualifying, hey, I know not all ladies or I know not uh-huh. all this, now we're like, hey, I'm not saying the only thing that matters. Uh-huh. I'm not saying that. I'm, everyone is equal and we're yeah. all great and we're not special. And-
1: well, you just don't want to come off as pretentious. It's not like a cancel thing. No, you no, just no, don't want to no, be know. like, oh, look at us artists here. I hate all that shit. So I'm just saying like, we're very lucky, and some people like a little chaos, and it's yes. a preference thing.
0: Yeah. Do you think it it has changed? Because like I I hear all these cool stories about another thing Larry David was saying is he was like back in the '70s the New York scene was every night you're at a club and obviously I haven't been here that long I'm not in it all the clubs I'm like slowly working in all that but like he was like it was every night we're at a club seven to eleven. Everyone would basically go out. We would all eat or drink or whatever. You'd stay up till three or four every night. Yeah, You'd wake up at one, and then you'd get up and do it again. And then there was like a comedian softball league, and that was like the only other thing you'd do. But you were at the club every night, and you all hung out after, and everyone was going to bed at three or four every night, and that was just what it was. I feel like now it's like there's – just a lot more normal business-like demands of the normal comic schedule. And so it's oh, kind yeah. like, if you get a good hang-in, that's a beautiful, precious thing. Agreed. But a lot of times, it's like, I got to get back, I got to edit, I got to wake up, I got to... Yeah, whatever.
1: I think it's a good question. I think the core of it is still there. That, that yeah. Larry David going to the improv all night, every night, hanging out, drinking. I think that is still there. But now, the difference is, the gatekeeper thing is kind of dying, and we get to make our own future... Which is for good and for bad. Some people put out a special when they're two weeks into comedy. Right. Like, Here's my new hour right. on YouTube. So you need a little gatekeeping because uh, people aren't willing to to put their own governor on their career. They're yep. just like, I'll put anything out. Here's me yelling at a lady at, at uh, Chucklefuck's in yep. Idaho. Put it on TikTok. You're like, maybe don't put it on TikTok, but I need content. Well, hang on. There's no rush, but... It's hard. to... I, that's a whole nother thing. It's a whole so nother can, thing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, I think the core is still there, and the real comedy is still there, and the the cream rises and all that. But I do think we're running our own businesses now, yeah. which we didn't do before. Like I, you know, you're managing all these different platforms. Your podcast clip has to come out. Your podcast has to come out. You you need a new one for Instagram. You got to tweet something. Yeah, you know. So uh, there's all these extra things you didn't have to do before. Before we. We wrote the jokes, we gave it to industry people, and they did it. And now there's this weird middle ground where, like, I was talking to Tim Dillon, and he was like, he told me an idea for a show. And I was like, this is brilliant. You got to go make that. And he's like, well, I pitched it. Nobody really got into it. I tried a Hulu and Amazon. I was like, fuck them. Put it on the internet. And he was like, I don't want to do it, though. I don't want to get cameras. They have cameras. They have lights. They have grips. They have promo factories that do all this shit. So there is this weird middle ground where we're like, are we all independent? Or are we... Still relying on them a little. It
0: does change you when you are all of a sudden like you're acting like a CEO because you kind of are. Yeah, you, yeah. Like, it, like you said, you have the ability to make anything you want. You can do something yes. creative, but that ability means yeah, getting on the phone with a bunch of people doing this and you're. It takes you out of that artist brain that is just like let's be creative yeah. and crazy and give it to the fucking suits that's true. to figure out. But the suits are nice. The, well, that's like, the thing is, is now we have. have it's not like the idea of sitting on Carson's couch and now you're famous and everyone gives you everything is, is obviously gone. That's but over Hollywood still exists. And if you can get them to make something great and if yeah. not, you have another option and that's great. too. I guess that's a better way to look but at it. Even I think even the idea of like, if, if Tim's right, they have all the cameras and they have all that shit. But like once you're managing their full, you know, unionized workforce, you're still going to be fucked
1: yeah that's true but can they come out am i crazy why is not the internet gotten on this just make a production company that has no relation to anything and just put they'll make it like why why is there an internet hulu you see what i'm saying like I they do. have all the cameras they have the warehouses they have all the shit and they'll just put it out online i i will so two things
0: one i think I think there probably are a lot of production companies that will like white label stuff
1: like that. But put it out as well. Not just shoot it, not just edit it, but like, you know, because they always get these production companies go, we'll shoot it, we'll edit it, and then we'll try to sell it to Amazon. Right. And I'm like, well, why don't you just put it out? Am, right. I, am I too ignorant to know if that's possible?
0: I'll have to see if I have to bleep this or not, but you know... Kyle, uh, who started Don't Tell Comedy.
1: Perfect example.
0: He Well, that's one of their, like, they, they're not there yet, but, like, of, like, large-scale vision is, like, we're doing these short comedy things. We'll eventually do, like, they're already taping people's full specials, but they'd like to become a production
1: company that's like, can we do a
0: show? Can we do a pilot? Can we turn into something? I think that
1: stuff's going to happen. The problem is they still need YouTube. YouTube is just another... We act like it's this independent thing, and it's more independent than Netflix because you can just put shit on it. But it's still a thing that can take you down, that can strike you or whatever. Right. So, I'm talking just a full-on website. Oh, webs like a like a Funnier Die, but yeah. they do the production. Oh yeah, that's a good example. All yeah. right. Well, funny but or I, die. I
0: don't know if they I don't know what they're up to these days. I don't know
1: either actually. They kind of came and went. But Yeah,
0: but like like an A24 for independent comedy yeah. stuff that had their own website that you paid
1: three dollars a month for
0: yes yes you know? exactly
1: make it vertical call it quibby <laughs> <laughs> i've pitched to them and they bought my idea and then they folded did you
0: get the money still
1: we got the money okay
0: hey that's good that's great yeah
1: quibby the names are getting it's quibby to hulu the names are getting a little too wacky
0: it's odd yeah because they're tech companies that are trying to yeah. do and so they still have the the very san francisco ethic of right like right. let's be a true form do it free form the first time i ever tried to do like a high produced sketch i'll never forget it i was it was at this first job so this would have been like 2015 2014 and i was working in tech i was doing sales recruiting and so i was going in i was meeting at all these tech companies and i would see these crazy offices and we all have ping pong yeah and I'm sure someone's done it since, but it, in 2014, it was a novel concept. I wrote a sketch, and it was a commercial for an app called Wiper, mm. and it was basically like on-demand. Someone would come wipe your ass for you. Oh, it was wow. It's like a U- uh, Uber joke, and yeah. I spent all this time. I cast people. I did this whole thing. I, I got this guy to shoot it who I'd met who was my Uber driver, but he ran a production company, and I was like, this is going to be fucking it and the shoot looked great, and then it came back, and he had fucked up the sound, and it was completely uh, unusable. Uh,
1: Damn. Yeah,
0: the perils of self-production.
1: See, that's no one wants to deal with that part. No. To the Tim Dillon point, but that's what I'm saying. Some nerd has to get together and make a giant platform that we... you, You write a movie, you shoot the movie, give it to them, and they'll put it up.
0: Yeah, I love
1: it. That's the future. I love
0: it. Well, I don't want to take too much of your time. Uh, thank you for doing this, Mark. I hey. really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, and head thanks to all the YouTube queefs out there. We're <laughs> yeah. gonna make a video <laughs> cutting Get these all views this
0: up. Going. Uh, anything you want to plug?
1: Uh, yeah, I got two podcasts. Uh, we might be drunk and Tuesdays with Stories. Soup to nuts on Netflix. Gatekeeper. And, uh, yeah, come see me live. I'm all over the road. MarkNormanComedy.com. And then I want to try
0: one thing, but I didn't want to interrupt the flow. Sure. And
1: the premise here, because I know you like
0: Seinfeld, but we're ta- we ended up talking a lot about the modern-day podcast. This is Seinfeld if it was in the modern era, and he was doing a podcast about cancel culture, and he wanted to talk about the word retarded. Okay. Okay. So you, uh, you can just be Jerry.
1: You know, I was thinking uh, about something the other day. Retarded. Don't get me started on them, Jerry. Not the people, the word. I mean, it just means being a little behind. What's so bad about that? I'm behind every day of my life, Jerry. But if
0: I called you retarded... Frankly, Jerry, to say that in this climate, you'd have to be a little, Kramer walks in. Speak of the devil. Don't say that word, Jerry. Oh, forget it. Don't do it, Jerry. I said it once at the Laugh Factory. They canceled me, Jerry. Canceled me. Not that word. The R word. That's the problem, Jerry. You're supposed to use an A at the end. <laughs> That's great. Okay. That's really funny. We'll, we'll see. So I'm going to add in like laughs and shit. And That's we'll gold. It. I mean, it felt like the scene. <laughs> okay, good. That good. was killer. Okay. Uh, monologue topic for today. Want to put it at the end because it's kind of related to nothing, but style. Okay, I want to talk about fashion. I live in New York now. Fashion week is coming up. Will I be involved? Absolutely not. I'm out of the game. But I have picked up on some new things. And the thing that is fascinating to me right now is the current baggy pants trend. I'm not going to sit here and old man it and pretend you like, I'm above it. I'm never going to do that. I have two pairs. One I was given, realized, can I pull it off? I have no idea. Been trying it. The other one, I bought Yeah, I bought baggy pants because I am part of Gen Z. No cap on God. You know what I mean? I, look, I I am, I don't want to say I'm trying to keep up, but when I see something come back into style, I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I've seen it deployed well. And the problem that I realized very quickly with the baggy style, uh, which I should have remembered from when I was a young man, is that I'm short, Dude, wearing baggy clothes when you're short is kind of tough, dude. I look like one of the fucking ghosts in the Pac-Man game. I'm just kind of like wandering around like, beep, 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 like, you know, trying to eat berries and shit. That's not, that's not good. That's not sexy. I don't need to be sexy, but it's like when you're wearing clothes, you want to look cool. And like, I think it kind of looks cool, but I just, it's not great for my physique. Like, I have, I you know, I'm not trying to hide it, you know, I'll try to, you know, but like, dude, when I'm short, it just, I look like, I look like a show dog, I look like an Ottoman, I'm just kind of like shuffling around, I'm a little ghost boy, and it's funny because most of the kids wearing the like baggy pants now, kind of look like ghosts too, in that they are very pale white. I've seen a lot of people bringing back baggy, and let me tell you, as someone who grew up, in the early 2000s, I would just say the people who brought back baggy this time, a little bit more suburban. It's like a bunch of like uh like little little boys from London who should have like tiny earrings and their hair's like this and they're like they've got their like they're wearing like little boots and they've got their baggies on and that rot, and They're pale, and it looks like all the blood's drained out of their face, but I know that it hasn't due to tight pants because they got a lot of room down there. It is more comfortable. So I'm here for it, and I like the way it looks, but I just catch myself at a certain angle, and I'm like, "What the fuck is that? Like, what shoes do you style them with?" I, it feels like it it makes me want to have a giant pair of shoes that I can just like tuck them into, because otherwise I'm just like pitter pattering around like a geisha. It doesn't make sense to me, but at the same time I can't stop because now that I've seen the baggies in, I can't go too tight. So I guess you just go in between ground? Is that what you're supposed to do? I don't know. We're going to figure it out. Fashion is a tough one for me because the actual fashion game doesn't make sense. But I'm also not one of those guys who's just like, I just wear whatever's comfortable, bro. I'm not fucking gay. I just like, all that matters is comfort. It's like, that's not true. If all that mattered was comfort, I'd be wearing a loincloth. Unless it was chilly. Otherwise, it's like, yeah, that's comfortable. I'm not wearing shit. But it's like, I like, you know, I like th- like this. This is comfortable, but I like the I like the patterns. I like applying some thought to it. I like that feeling of like putting something on and being like, ooh. That's a thing. You put something on, you're just like, who did that? <laughs> not me, okay. Like, that's how I like to leave the house. Which just put me in, in an interesting predicament sometimes. I'll be sitting there with my wife and it's like, she's like, are you ready to go? And I'm like, which shoes? I will, I will be honest. I lied. She's always later than me. But that being said, I do ask for opinions on everything. And that might delay her. These shoes. What do we think about this? What about this coat? Mm. I don't know if that's good or bad because I want to be like, no, I know I have my own thing, but really it's like, what do we think? What do we think? What are we feeling? Cause you just want to feel good when you leave. And I guess that's really all that matters. Baggy pants, skinny pants, as long as you feel good and you don't care that everyone else is making fun of you. Because even if you're wearing the cool thing, someone else is making fun of you. And that's kind of what fashion is. Determining who hates your look and who likes it. And signaling who you want to fit in with. Baggy pants. If it's good enough for the ghost and Pac-Man, it's good enough for me. A big night last night, so we're just going to... Go ahead and get this one done from bed. Uh, Tour dates. Lots of tour dates uh, coming all over the place, depending on when this comes out. Snowmass Village, Colorado, Salt Lake City, Washington, D.C., Norfolk, Nebraska, Batavia, Illinois, Carmel, California, San Luis Obispo. We got a lot more. Go to JoeyAvery.com for those. Um... Also, yeah, if this is on my main YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Joey Avery, make sure to follow the podcast page, which is at the Joey Show podcast. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm i in New York. It's a it's a slow morning. I feel like Sunday might be a day to take a take a day off of eating perfectly healthy. Not that I don't do that a lot, but I think I might go snag myself a bacon, egg, and cheese from somewhere. And uh, give it a nice little review on here. I think that would be fun. Stepping out into the harsh winter sunlight after going to sleep at 5 a.m. Stung like the sword of a samurai preparing for seppuku, but we all must accept our fate with honor. The closest establishment to me was Kosars, which I gave a serious thought to, but I opted for a smaller, lesser-known hole-in-the-wall spot around the corner called Flowers Cafe, because after drinking eight Bud Lights the night before, I felt I'd supported big business enough. And given what people call you when you drink a Bud Light these days, Flowers seemed a little more on brand. Speaking of large corporations, that's who we actually have to thank for the bacon, egg, and cheese, since its origin dates back to the Industrial Revolution. It was the British factory workers in the 1800s who would purchase the original breakfast sandwich from street vendors on their way to get soot on their face and be yelled at by fat men wearing monocles. Their sandwich would have egg and some form of meat, bacon or sausage, or often just sausage grease. That sandwich was called the BAP sandwich named after the soft rolls that held the egg and meat filling. This is not to be confused with Cardi B's WAP sandwich, which is a soggy wet roll filled with old fish and dollar bills. They say once a month, it tastes like a handful of pennies. But these days, the bacon, egg, and cheese is the hangover cure that has won our hearts. And this one's a beauty. Oh yeah, little bacon, egg, and cheese. This looks fire, don't it? Something about this looks to me like it's gonna be a hell of a time. I mean, just looking at it, that's the exact ratio you want. You've got a nice, cheesy layer blending through the egg and the bacon. Really, I think this sort of sandwich is all about proportions. You only have three ingredients, so you gotta nail them. Flours, I think does. We're gonna have to give it a try, let's see.
1: Mmm. that's
0: unbelievable. Way too big of a bite for an actual shell, but that is so good, I couldn't help myself. Mmm. wow, that's perfect. The key to this one is the American cheese that is melted everywhere that brings the entire thing together The everything bagel brings in the little saltiness which complements it perfectly If I was going to add anything, I'm a little slut for hot sauce, so I might do that, but I did not go wrong by going to Flowers today. This was fantastic I guess I'll come up with a rating system. I don't know if anyone really gives a shit I would just say go to Flowers, so I'm just going to say that's a thumbs up If I had to rank it I guess I'll give that an 8.6 for the first ever bacon, egg, and cheese rating, but that's going to be tough to beat. Uh, That was really, really good. Highly recommend that in a fun, small place, and they grind in there. It's one of those spots where it's just Uber Eats drivers coming in constantly, so people are ordering it, but go in there. Pay them a visit. Really nice people. Fantastic bacon, egg, and cheese. Uh, I'm going to dust the hell out of that, and I hope you have a great day. And yeah, I went hot sauce. And there it is. That is the episode. Thank you for listening to The Joey Show. I really appreciate it. Uh, let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. It's a new show. We want to try all sorts of things. One of the things we're trying, write into us, the Joey Show podcast at gmail.com. Write in if you uh, have questions for me, if you want advice on something, and specifically uh, if you want advice on game. If you're having trouble in a relationship, you're stuck on a text you need to send, you need a bio for your Tinder, write in, let me help. I never was part of the dating app game. I've been out of the game for a long time. Does that mean I might miss? Probably not. I'm a fucking legend. So give it a shot. Write in, uh, we'll help you out. And other than that, we'll see you next time.